This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm so grateful you're here today. Hey, I'm throwing out a little bonus episode. I've been doing Instagram live interviews with athletes here and there after big races and things like that. And I was able to have a conversation with Josette Norris after she made her first World Indoor Championships team for Team USA. So uh, I've decided if the audio is okay, I'm going to go ahead and throw these up on the podcast feed as well in case you aren't able to catch it on Instagram Live. The full conversation with the video and everything is up on my Instagram feed though. So if you want to go watch it there, um, you can find me. I'm lindsayhine626 on Instagram. But this is episode 365 on the podcast and my guest is Josette Norris. Now Josette is a returning guest on the show. Uh, She was on episode 320 last summer. Uh, She came on right after she ran that 1451 at the track meet when she broke 15 minutes in the 5,000 for the first time. Uh, Since then, Josette went on to run at the Olympic trials. She did place a disappointing eighth place, which we'll talk about in this episode, and kept right on racing and had some really successful races after the trials and continues to prove that she is one of our top runners in the U.S. and she is fit and ready to compete on a world stage. Josette runs for Reebok under coach Chris Fox and she is just a joy and delight. Every time I talk to her, it is just so much fun. So anyway, I hope you all enjoy this bonus episode here on the podcast feed. I'm going to try to get these up every so often coming over from Instagram Live. I do want to let you know the audio quality is not going to be as good as it is when I record these interviews not on Instagram Live. So uh, just know that it's a little under my standard for the podcast. But if we're going to get these episodes from Instagram Live on the podcast feed, they're just going to be not so perfect. Nothing wrong with that, right? Uh, All right, friends. I want to give a shout out to a sponsor of the podcast, and that's Lily Trotters. Lily Trotters is where I get all of my compression socks. They are so cute and comfortable. They're functional. And this is a woman-owned business, also the longest running sponsor of this podcast. I'm so grateful for their support. So if you are in the market for some new compression socks, check out Lily Trotters first. I love the crew socks. I wear their crew socks all the time. You can save 20% when you go to lilytrotters.com. Just use the code IHA for 20% off. Okay. Enjoy this conversation with Josette Norris, fresh off making the world championships team in the 1500. Hey, Josette. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm going to answer this question really quick. I have been wearing the Hoka Mach 4 shoes. I really like them. They're cushiony. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining. Um, Friends, I'm Lindsay. If you're coming here from Josette's page, I host the podcast. I'll have another with Lindsay Hine. And uh, it's a podcast for runners. And Josette has been a guest on the show. She came on, what was that, like last June or July? Yeah, last summer. Mm -hmm. It was before the trials. Yes. Yeah, before the trials. And you were a delight to interview. Oh, thank you. Um, that's crazy. It seems like that was even 
so long ago with even just having that extended summer, like going to Europe and doing the whole European tour after the trials and everything that happened. So um, it's great that we can catch up and do this. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you. And I got to meet you at the Sir Walter Mile. Yes. In that person. Was awesome. In person. I was like, wait, is that Lindsay? I'm like, this is so fun. <laughs> so good. You probably don't know if you'll be able to come back for the mile this year based on schedule and stuff. Yeah, we'll have to see. I know I know they'll want me to come back. Um, but if, if it works out in the schedule, that'd be so much fun to go back to Sir Walter. But um, I think there'll probably be, hopefully, the world championships and everything going on. So um, I'm just excited to see what this, what happens this summer. <laughs> totally. Hey, congratulations. You just made your first ch world championships team. Thank you so much. I'm really excited. <laughs> How do you feel? I feel really, really happy and just really proud to um, have made this team and I'm going to get to wear the USA uniform for the first time and be on that world stage. Um, I just got a notification that the gear is coming and I'm just so excited for the suitcase of everything to come and just the chance to contend for a medal at US indoors. Um, I Luckily, training has gone like really smoothly coming off that summer and I'm just trying to continue that momentum of the summer into this year and um it almost just feels like a like relief to have made this team indoors um because of just not making the Olympic team outdoors and just it was almost like validating to come back this indoor season and make the team um and I know it's gonna only help me going into the outdoor season like this experience is going to be so important for someone like me who hasn't had that chance yet um so I'm just really excited for the opportunity and what it's going to bring for the future that's so awesome can we talk about that race a little bit yes <laughs> holy crap first of all I just have to say I said this to Robbie I interviewed Robbie, you probably know this, a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago. Oh, yeah, because I asked you for a question. And I did <laughs> ask him about the Pokemon, by the way. Um, he got so I said this. Yeah. I said this to him in the interview, though. I was like, he, watching Joseph race, like, you wear your, almost like you wear your emotions on your sleeve in the race, like, which makes it so fun for the fans like you can see when you're getting ready to make a move like you get this like fierceness in your face and you can just see the grit and you tried to make several moves on Ellie to like take the lead talk to us about it a little bit yeah so um I even watched it back and you can see distinctly I try to go around her three times in that race and um the race ended up playing out. It went a little slower than I anticipated. And I always wanted to be like towards the front and like get ready for any moves. Um, I was prepared for it either to be like a time trial like Milrose or there was a good chance that it would go out hard and then just completely settle. And I just wanted to be near the front so I could make moves. Um, that was my first 1500 ever on an indoor track. And it's definitely run a lot different than an outdoor track um the whole race went by so fast i couldn't believe when we hit 800 um i was like oh my god we're we're halfway done like this race is about to get started but i just wanted to always be near the front and um the pace was just it wasn't fast but it wasn't slow it was just like it almost felt like it was uncomfortable for the whole field but not so much physically but more like mentally on everyone's body or at least for me as that that's what it felt like but um i wanted to 
since the whole field was still there, I wanted to really try to spread it out at like my plan was going in if the race was lagging a little bit at a 1000 meters, I was going to try to take it take the lead um, leading up to the last 400. And I try to make a move there to like set myself up for the last 400. And um, Ellie holds me off. And I wish looking back, I wish I just committed for a couple more like steps to just mm -hmm. make the move around. But I think I was trying to pass on the straights and not run a little bit on the outside but looking back I made so many big moves like or efforts to try to make a move and then that definitely hurts you later on in a race it doesn't make it easy by any means and she had to hold me off for three moves too so we me and her were just um battling out a little bit and um I think in the moment I was a little frustrated because I was just trying to get around so I could try to open up the race a little bit more and not leave it to a chance of anyone closing on us. And Heather um, had the most amazing kick in that last 150. It's pretty crazy to watch back, but I'm just so happy I, um, I was committed to that line. I was like, I am running with all my effort to that line. And at one point, the last 50 meters, I felt like it was like, or few steps it felt like a slow-mo because I could feel them both on me and I was like don't let them like sandwich you like don't let like cross in front of you because if the race was any longer I think they could have easily just eaten me up but um, I had to hold my ground and find the line and when I passed that line the results um Heather's name came up but it took a while for um, me and Ellie's results to come up so we were just standing there just looking at the scoreboard like with big eyes I think there's a picture of me just like hunched over looking at the scoreboard because I had no idea um, because I felt like I had it, but I just didn't know like any, I, it was hard to tell. Um, and when I saw my name come up, I was just, it was so many emotions. I was so happy, but also it was such an intense race and intense finish. It was almost so weird to like cross a line and not know. But um, I think everyone watching had a really fun time watching that race because it was such a battle. And um the women's 1500, I thought was one of like the best events of the weekend going into it because it did have all of Team USA in the event. And then um, I was going to be someone contending for making the team. And then it was just, it was a stacked field going into the race. So um, I just needed to show up on the day and I'm just so happy to have um, made it to the indoor world championships. And now I get to go and race the best um, in the world in a couple of weeks. What did you do to celebrate? So after the race, I had to go straight to drug testing. So I did that for a bit. That took like an hour. And then um, I got some treatment, got the body feeling good. And um, I ended up, I was entered in the 3,000 meters for the next day. But um, me and Coach Fox decided that um, we were really happy with what happened in the 1,500. And the focus was the 15 this weekend. So decided to scratch the 3K. So um Right after that, I actually went straight into like team processing and got to go through um, that whole thing and like try on the uniform. So I got to put on the Team USA uniform and pick out my sizes and get my flights and um, just go through all the team processing protocol with my agents. And then finally afterwards, um, me, Robbie, and my teammate Graham, um, we went to dinner together and we, we just got burgers and drinks. And then on the walk home, um, we ran into Heather and her coach and her agent and some of the Under Armour people 
And um, they were like, turn around right now, like we're going to the bar. So we all went to the bar and um, I ended up seeing um, one of my old Georgetown teammates who was at the bar too, um, Piper Donahue. So that was really fun. We just were like, we just hung out at the bar and we're dancing and drinking and all just really happy for a couple hours and then um, headed back to the room. And then um, Sunday, I was still there all day. So I got to end up watching the races the next day and just enjoy um, being on the team and getting to see people. Um, and I got to catch up with um, Julie Cully. She was at the meet too. So that was really fun to see her um, the next day. And we didn't fly out till Monday. So it was a relaxing weekend after the race. But um, yeah, it was just really, it just was really rewarding to walk away from that weekend and make that team. Um, I, yeah, I totally forgot when I interviewed Julie Cully, it was so fun to like talk about your career and, and just kind of like dissect that a little bit with her. She is so wonderful. Yeah, she's, um, she's great. And I really look up to her as a mentor for me, um, just as like, what she's done in this sport and how she's had like so many different roles, like in this next chapter. And it's really, um, really cool and special to have that relationship with her. And um, like, whenever I need advice or anything, I always reach out to her. And sometimes I'll go and like, send her some workouts that I do just to show off a little bit. <laughs> it's really nice to um, have that relationship with her. Uh, I really look up to her. Hey, what did you, what was your drink of choice when you guys went out? We took, me and Heather were taking tequila shots. But, I love it. <laughs> but um, at, at the restaurant, I actually ended up trying um, at the burger place. It was like an apple mule. The guy was like raving about it. So I was like, just give me your mules. It, I'll have that. <laughs> Once you scratched the 3K, it was like, I'm having fun tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was um, a pretty... We're scratching the 3K, and then it's like, okay, go enjoy yourself. <laughs> oh, there's Heather in the comments. Heather, you have to come on and tell us about the race yourself. It was crazy to see Heather finish that race. Oh, my gosh. And Josette just described it. Yeah, it was absolutely um, incredible to finish. I've watched back the race a couple times now. And, um, yeah, it was just it, – what a it's really – it was really cool to be part of a race that ended up having such like an epic finish like that because you don't see a race like that anymore like where it's like a three-way finish where um someone was coming from behind and heather like gets us right at the line it was just um a crazy race to like rewatch back and it doesn't happen that often so i think it was really fun for people to be able to see that um and to be a part of that <laughs> listen stressful for you fun for us yeah <laughs> So I'm like, I passed the line and I didn't even know if I was on the team or not. So, um, yeah, it was just really good, really good practice, too. And even just um, championship style racing. I actually haven't my first U.S. championship was, oh, no, uh, I get to, I got to run the 5K in my Georgetown uniform my fifth year that summer. Um, but like as a professional, the trials and then this were my two um, U.S. champs, both in different events. So. Um, every experience I feel like is so valuable for me. And I feel like every race that I've run this year, um, in this past year, like I, I'm always like learning so much, like, and there's so much I can take from it. And I just want to take what I learned from this race and apply it now to the world stage. Um, and I just feel like every time I step on the line and finish a race, I'm like thinking about, okay, what, what do I need to do to be better for the next one? And, um, every experience I, I really think is so important. And um, I was, 
I'm really grateful and lucky to have had that experience and to be healthy this indoor season, to be able to go and race. Um, so I'm just really happy with where things are at right now. So let's kind of like unpack the last year and a half, really, I guess we would say, you know, last, last year, last summer is like a big breakout for you. You break 15, run the 1451. That's when we first talked. Mm -hmm. um, had a disappointing trials experience, eighth place. Definitely were planning to be way further up than that. Uh, how did you kind of like come back from the trials experience and get your head back in like fierce competitor mode? And what happened at the trials? I know you were disappointed. Yeah, and this is... um pretty ironic like my goal going in the say that winter before the olympic trials year um my goal was to finish um uh, make the olympic trials 5k final and finish in the top eight like my goal was eighth coach fox was like i really think you can finish like seventh or eighth and this is our talk back in like december before any of the breakout happened and it's so crazy to think about how every month the goal kept shifting. It was like, oh, okay, now you just ran the Olympic standard. Like now you're, um, now you have the standard, like you can actually go to the Olympics. And then it was like, oh, you're one of the top contenders in the event right now. Like you can make the Olympic team. So just looking back, it was so crazy to think about how just even my goals and expectations for the race were changing in, in the moment. Um, and I think that was, in a way really hard to process like when I did step on the line and it was like oh wow now you're you're actually expected to make this team and it will be a disappointment if you don't when a, maybe six months before the goal was to make the final and like be competitive in the final so um yeah I think I ran I think I ran that race um like afraid to lose and not like running to win and I always feel like I have my best races when I'm going to win and I tried to approach this championship like don't be afraid to like lose like don't be don't be afraid to like lose and like lose spot one or two like you need to run to win and that's why I think I was um competing with Ellie so hard in that race and maybe that hurt us a little bit because me and her were fighting so much for the front um and Heather was able to eat us up in the end but I I always want to contend for the win when I'm racing and I never want to be someone that's stepping on the line like afraid to lose and I think that's how I raced that final and I think I just used a lot of my energy like emotionally and physically early on and the heat just um with that in combination with the heat zapped me with like 1200 to go because in all honesty training was going so great I didn't have any setbacks like I was physically ready um but maybe I wasn't there mentally to make that team um in that moment and um i was able to shift gears like pretty quickly after like i kind of just um took a down week and like got right back into training and clicked off another um great month of work like and it was like so in that moment like when i was like crushing those workouts and like things were going well we're like man like that stinks like what happened like um, yeah being coach fox you're like man like look, look what you're doing in practice. And I think it was just, um, we just moved on from that. And I just like poured my energy into that, um, that week I had in California in the late summer where I was going to go run a 1500 and 5k. And I was like, next goal is to get my standards out of the way for 2022. Like I, I was able to move on quickly, I think, because the Olympic team 
wasn't this like five year long dream of mine where like I was like devastated and crushed afterwards. It almost became like more of a reality in a really short period of time. And I, I was, I was like really disappointed and like upset that I couldn't make that team in that moment. But I also was able to move on really quickly because I think I wasn't thinking about it for years and years. Like it didn't take that much emotional toll on me and I was able to shift gears pretty quickly. Um, and um, I think like bouncing back with the first race after that with the 359-1500 was like so validating and just kind of like set set the tone for the rest of that summer of like, no, this can still be a really great year. I'm not going to let that Olympic trials race define my whole season because up until then it was, I was so happy, had so much momentum. I was like, that shouldn't ruin this whole year of running because I didn't make that team. I'm like, I'm not going to let that be my like story of the year. Um, and so I really was like focused on just getting the most out of myself and where I was, um, I was healthy. I was happy. I had a lot of momentum going for me and I just wanted to continue that. And, um, starting it off with that 359 and then running another 1451 at the two races in California. Um, that was such a fun week for me out there. Um, and then that's what ended up opening up all these doors to go run at the diamond league, which I had no plans of that summer because I hadn't um, qualified for one yet, but that 359 just opened some doors. And I was like, once it opened, I was like, I'm going right in. Like, I'm going to try to extend this season as long as I can. Um, because after the trials, originally, I was like, okay, I guess I'll do Sir Walter and I'll do Fifth Ave Mile. And um, when the chance to go run the Prefontaine 1500-meter Diamond League came up and then the chance to go and try to qualify in Europe to try to make the Diamond League final, I was um, like ecstatic. I was like, this is, this is such a cool goal. And I think that also made it easier to process the trials because I was able to like shift goals really quickly. Um, and it was like, okay. Now I'm going to try to see if I can make the Diamond League final in a completely different event um, in the 1500 and see how that goes. So I think having that new challenge also, I was just hyper-focused on that and just getting new experiences. So I really feel like last year was, it was such a breakout year, but it was such a learning year for me as an athlete. And now I just want to be able to apply all of that into this year now in 2022. Um, I love what you said there, like, I'm not going to make that my story of the year. That's like so applicable to so many things in life. You can pick the one thing that was like the most disappointing thing of your entire year, and you can make that your story, or you can go like focus on something else and, and use that momentum to keep doing something, you know, going to the Diamond Leagues and all that. That is that is like smart, wise woman you are, Josette. Oh, thank you. And And of course, like, I feel like every... Every article I see, it was like, oh, Gisette, after disappointing trial, yeah. back. And it's like, okay, well, now now it's going to be Gisette qualifies for the world indoors. Like, I'm like, let's let's move on from that chapter. But, yeah, I think I'm just um, – I always i am thinking about the future and, like, what's next. And, um, yeah, I think that definitely has helped me and just, like, my mindset of um, just transforming from last year and, like, taking on these new expectations as um, a runner and also just trying to apply everything I've learned in every race I'm doing, like in the moment. <laughs> uh, Judy in the comments says, hi, Josette. That's my mom. <laughs> From Dr. Dragon. 
That's your oh, mom. Wait, no. Hi, mom. Wait. I love it. Oh, that's my mom's. Oh, <laughs> that's my mom's coworker. Hi, Lauren. <laughs> Judy's my mom. I, I knew when this came on the thing, I even told Robbie, I was like, my mom is going to see this and say, what does it mean that Josette's live on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> I love nothing more. Because I tend to interview a lot of people in their like 20s, or it doesn't matter how old they are, but like, I've got some parents that listen. And it, it's like my favorite thing ever when I get like the fan support of the parents, <laughs> like the parents that are cheering on their kids, and they listen to the show. It's like the best. <laughs> well, apparently, um, okay, so, work, so that's great. <laughs> okay. See, we put a smile on your mom's face today. Um. <laughs> Sub 15 5K, sub 4 1500. Do you need to find an 800 to try to go sub 2 there? What's the deal? What's your 800 PR? Um, you don't specialize in it. So my 800 PR currently is from that 359 1500 okay. where I ran 204 in the last 800 of it. Okay. So, um, but my PR from college might have been like a 208 or something I don't even know I ran 210 in high school I just never run the 800 um but I really do think if I had a couple chances at running an 800 I think by like the second or third one I think I I think I could do it I think I could break too if I had the right right race right conditions right pacing um so it would be really fun to be able to put one on a schedule um it just would have to be really methodical in our schedule to try to fit in an 800, especially if it was going to be for a um, sub two attempt. But also, it would just be really great practice to even run an 800 to help me for the 1500, too. Um, yeah, it's been funny. I've been, like, already looking at the outdoor schedule of, like, what I want it to look like um, now because all last year the focus was the 5K, like, all leading up into the trials. And I did run – a 1500 opener at um, a UVA meet um, right here in town. And then I went to Drake Relays and ran the 1500. And that actually was my first professional win at Drake Relays in the 1500. Um, but the focus was always like running the 15 to get ready for the 5K. And um, it's been, even with training this year, the approach has been a little bit different in the sense that um, we never did any 1500 specific workouts um, until after um after the trials really um so now we've been trying to like mix it in a little bit more early on so i can keep up that 1500 meter work like throughout the year so that's been a little different with training um and really fun because it's nice to be able to get on the track and like get that turnover going for the 1500 so um that's been a little bit different with training so i wonder if fox will let me do an 800 at some point, but we'll see. <laughs> I'll go to, I always tell them like, I'm running an 800 before I'm doing a 10K coach box. <laughs> what, um, like, are you, do you feel like you're leaning more towards 15? I know you're, I know we're talking about Pinky in the comments. Well, Pinky's my, like, my mom's kitten. <laughs> <laughs> now that's Robbie's mom in the chat. This is awesome. Hi family. <laughs> All oh, the moms. Thank you, moms, for being here. Next time, I'm going to make sure my mom gets on. I don't know if she knows yeah. how to do this either. Um, do you feel like you're, like, focusing more on the 15? What's going on? I mean, I guess there's no 5K at the World Indoor – or the Indoor Champs you just did. You did have the 3K, but what's going on with that? Yeah, so um, the – 
even late last summer, um, I would have loved to run another 5k at some point. But um, the Diamond League schedule also like the events that were Diamond League to even get me to the final, you were only the 1500 because it had to be like a Diamond League event. So I looked at the 1500 as the event to like extend my season. And um, it ended up going so well and like gave me it opened such a big door for me at the international stage that um, this year I want to be able to pursue both the 15 and the 5k. Um, and of course this indoor season, it was like, Oh yes. Like I'm going to do the Wanamaker mile. Like it's always been a dream of mine to run at the Milrose games, um, like 15 minutes from my hometown and be in that Wanamaker mile. And then I really wanted to run a 3k just to get that, experience in a 3k it had been a couple of years since i'd run one and the 3k is like great practice for a 5k um and i ended up entering in both for the indoors indoors and but i was more excited about the 15 over the 3k um in this u.s um championship but this outdoor season like if everything does go well we do we are considering like just doing the double at u.s champs um but I'm trying to figure out the schedule of like when I can even now like run a 5k and like which 15s I want to do. Um, so we're, we're trying to figure out what makes the most sense in the schedule. Um, Cause I would love to be able to go to Europe and run um, a diamond league 5k. Like that would be so cool to have that experience and um, that competition. And um, I don't plan to go to Europe before um, the U S world's probably with this outdoor season um or u.s trial um u.s champs to make the world team but yeah it's gonna be i want to be able to focus on both like i want to be able to be good at both events so we'll see whatever makes the most sense as like the season progresses but um the 1500's been like so much fun right now and i've been like really excited about it so i've just been pursuing what i've been excited about in the moment tell me a little bit about your mental like head frame when you're going into a 15 versus a 5k so the 15, um, it's, um, it's like, it's been, I feel like easier mentally than a 5k. And maybe that's okay. just the distance and me um, learning to like get and needing to get stronger for the 5k. But um, you do feel like you're on the whole time, though, in a in a 5k, um, you really do have this like period of like, where you really want to have your body like so relaxed for that first 3k. And like I approached the 5k of like the race is the last 2k. Um, mm. But you have to make sure that you're in the race and like responding to moves and like moving up as it goes. And um, I actually most of the 5k's that I've been in this past year, like I did move up gradually. And then I got to run this one at um, late last summer, I ran another 451. And I actually let it um, from the front until 1200 to go and then Coco took over and we um, battled it out to the end but I actually ended up leading like my first 5k in a really long time and it was like such a different approach of like how to get to 1451 like one leading from the gun and the other one probably being like in 15th place to start and just slowly moving up as I went so um it almost feels like I haven't run a 5k in so long I guess I've blocked out the trials 5k from my mom that was another one <laughs> Yeah, the approach is um, you definitely have to be, like, relaxed and calm in both. And just, like, there's a lot of patience involved in both events. Because even in a 1500, like, you need to be patient. And um, I think you only have a fine amount of decisions to, like, 
make to make your move. So it has to be, um, it's a little more calculated. Um, I'd say sometimes maybe in the 1500, but, um, and a little more like, like risking up to chance, especially when you get into these more tactical races, like the race that I just experienced, like it's, um, it's really thrilling, like it's a, um, compared to a 5k. But yeah, I feel like I'm still learning a little bit about both events and um, how they're run and the approach to them. But <laughs> I think staying calm and relaxed in the beginning part of both events is so critical to be able to have a close. I mean, does anybody have more fun than you? I am serious. Like, you're like, it's thrilling. I just feel like you obviously are you're working your tail off. You're like, so fierce you want want to win but I also get the sense that you're really having fun I I definitely am having fun um I yeah I guess I didn't even put it together yeah it's like it's exciting like I'm it's it's so exciting to be on that line and I think part of it is that I'm having so much fun because I'm so like grateful and happy that I'm healthy and having these opportunities um and it's exactly like what I want to be doing. And it that's what makes it so much fun. Um, and I don't take it for granted because I want to do it so badly. And um, I think it's fun because I get to, I do still feel like, like a young new athlete to the scene. And I feel like there's so much more that I'm going to learn. I think that just excites me. Like it's, it's exciting um, to then think about what the future can be too. <laughs> I love that. I was just listening to another podcast about how important it is, like even as you age, to just always be learning something new and to lean into that. And I can just feel your excitement. And I want to say this to anybody listening. You can feel that too at any age. Like find something that you want to learn more about because it's like it just it just brings a sense of purpose to your world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like my – um training like has felt very purposeful like this past year like there's a lot of intention going into it and especially now that the intensity has increased like now that I've um developed more and I have like such a strong foundation under coach Fox's training um we've been able to like bring up the intensity in workouts and it does require a lot of like intention and practice and um I feel like I've been trying to really like hone in on that and especially because now even just this shift in the races that I've been in this season, um, there hasn't been any like introduction races. Like last year, there was a lot of like preparation and like, Oh, let's do this one as an intro. Let's like, we're going to build and like move up. Like the races I've done so far this season was the Milrose game, the new balance grand prix and um, the U S indoor champs, like super high intensity, phenomenal competition so the standard has just been like set higher of like where the bar is to start and I'm like navigating what that even means to like be more up towards the front and like running at a really fast pace from the gun and still being able to have that closing speed like I did last summer where maybe I was more in the back and like gaining momentum as I went so I feel like even just this indoor season I was learning how to race from just like a fast and intense pace from the start and still figuring out how I can close um, and be in that race. And that's just going to come with more time and experience and strength as an athlete. But um, yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been really fun because it's just been new experiences like happening every single month um, since this last year. 
It's so fun. And even I, I just think about like, even in five years, like looking back and seeing like, Oh, remember when Josette did this? Like, it's just it's exciting to see your blossoming now and like what's going to unfold in these in these years. If anybody listening has a question, leave it in the comments. We're going to wrap up with a couple more questions here. Um, <clears throat> so I, I talked to Robbie, you know, your fiance <laughs> weddings this fall, right? This this winter, yes, yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, is Back the planning like totally underway? What's going on? Yeah, so we have we have the major things. We have our venue. We have the DJ photographer. So I feel like we got the big big things out of the way this past fall, and um, our save the dates just came. So we'll be scrambling to get everybody's address and send those on its way. And I feel like April will be another really big month of like doing the nitty like the little details of getting everything organized. But um, I feel like we've been doing it in like spurts of like wedding planning things. But um, I do have my wedding dress. So that's really exciting. Aww. Um, so we uh, will have to get Robbie, Robbie in his tuck soon and pick that out and what we want to do with like those details. So I feel like we got the major things out of the way. And now it's more of the fun stuff and like the little details and planning ahead and um I was letting my friends know like when we should do the bachelorette party and the bachelor party. So we're doing, we're doing all the fun planning to start coming up. <laughs> I actually just stumbled on my save the dates from uh, 14 years ago. Oh my God. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but I stumbled upon those and I was like, do people still do save the dates? Cause I'm like so out of, I'm almost 40. And so I'm so out of like, people getting married still and so I don't I didn't even know if people still did those so there you go yeah yeah we, we, we've still been getting them in the mail so I, was like, I guess we need one too <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh hey you had a question in the comments do you how much say do you have in planning your race schedule um I pretty much have like most say in like the planning coach fox is really um he wants you to run a race that you're excited about. He would never say to do something unless you wanted to do it. And um, he loves when his athletes feel like prepared to run a race and want to run a race. So um, that's what I think I love about Coach Fox is that he's really great at like listening to what you want and what you need and um, working around that. And even just with like day-to-day -day training, um, it's never like, this is what the next month looks like. This is what the next week looks like. It's like, how did you feel today, the day before a workout? And it's like, if you didn't feel good, like, we'll make adjustments on the spot. Like, I, I never know my workout until like after my warm up and I step on the line, um, unless Coach Fox gives me a warning um, going into one. But it's very, um, I think it's very, you have a lot of um, authority and just like you're running and you're training and racing, which is um, really cool. And I, it's helped me even develop as just like my independence as a runner and just learning my body more and what I want. So with the schedule, um, I'll probably like write out a draft of what I'm excited about. And um, Coach Fox will like fine tune it of what makes the most sense and just making sure I'm not overdoing the schedule with too many things. Um, if I get too excited and it's like, wait a minute, we can't do all these races maybe, or um, where are we going to run a 5k? Which 15 do we want to go? And then it's just, figuring out with your agent and coach of like what field makes the most sense and what those fields are going to look like to get the best um, out of the race. Uh, comments from.
little pause right there. Did you hear me? Am I back? Oh, yes, you're back. Sorry, I missed, <laughs> I missed that comment. Um, athlete Bouquets, that's my friend, Allie, Allie Bretnacker. Um, how, would, how would you celebrate a successful world championships race? How would I celebrate? Um, well, I would love the chance to be able to go. Um, I actually just found out that my race, originally I thought it was on Saturday and Sunday, um, Sunday with the final, but actually the prelims on Friday and the finals on Saturday. So I'll have all of Sunday um, to be able to watch the final races at the stadium and also maybe explore um, Belgrade and get to see um, Serbia for the first time. So I'm really excited to just be able to like walk around and um, Robbie's going to come out to Serbia with me. So I'll have him there, um, which will be really fun to celebrate. Hopefully I first goal is to make that final um, in the 1500 meter. And then I think um, I have just as much of a chance as anyone to contend for a medal in that final. So if I can get there and put myself in a position like that's going to be my goal to try to walk away with a medal. So that's what I'm hoping for. But um no matter what happens, I'm. it's going to be such an amazing opportunity to wear that uniform. I'm just going to be so happy and proud to be there. Um, so I think I'm just, no matter what happens, I'm going to be really happy and just um, enjoy the moment and enjoy my first um, indoor championship um, at this level and just like try to take as much as I can in, in the time that I'm there. What's the date? The date is um, March... My um, March seventeenth and eighteenth. Okay. Oh no, That's soon. I, it's, it's soon. Ninth or is it? It's eighteenth and nineteenth. Yep. Sorry, let's look at my calendar. <laughs> Are you feeling calm still, though? Like, like you got a little bit of time still. Yeah. Um. This week. Um. This week has been. Um. We just been a big travel day on Monday, and then I did a little workout yesterday, and it was like twelve by a minute on, minute off, just to like get the legs okay. moving. Yes, um, on like rolling hills, and I'll do some strides on Friday and a little long run Sunday. But this week has been more of like just a maintenance week of just like moving the legs again. But um, Fox said to get ready for two big track workouts next week. So um, I feel like I'm in a really good spot, like training-wise. So I think I'm like pretty calm and comfortable with like where things are and um, just excited um, and just like want to just like stay healthy and stay consistent. But um, I ended up having a really big week the week before U.S. Champs on the track. And um, I think even those workouts the week before U.S. Champs is like really going to help me into this championship. And just like training wise, like I'm not, I don't feel like I'm in like a catch up mode. It's more just like a maintenance and like getting to do some fun things. So I feel like that always sets you up for like, a calming like introduction to the championship of like being excited. Cause you're not, you're just, you're doing, I'm doing everything that I can right now in the moment. So, um, I feel pretty good about it. Um, does Robbie get to go with you? He's going to go, um, like as a spectator. So I'll fly out on all of team USA is going to go out actually on Monday, the 14th and everyone's going to return on Monday, the following Monday. So, um, he'll come out, um, we just realized we had to move his flight like frantically yesterday because he was going to fly 
on Thursday and land in um, Serbia on Friday. But that was because we thought my race was Saturday, Sunday. And then we realized my prelim is on Friday. So we moved to slight a day earlier. So he'll come Thursday um, okay. and get to watch the championship. And now actually we'll have all of Sunday to go watch the championship together um, in Serbia. But yeah, he's going to come out and watch. So fun. Um, <laughs> last listener question. What's your favorite shoe to run in from Rachel Nurt? So my favorite shoe is the um, Float Ride Energy 3 by Reebok. Um, and it's just, it's a super lightweight, responsive trainer. And what's really cool is that it's so versatile. Like I feel comfortable doing like my training runs in it, but also if I needed to do um, a fart lick or a tempo, like yesterday out in the dirt road, I wore my float rides um, in that fart lick because they are so lightweight, but responsive and like supportive that you can like get away with wearing it for workouts. So like, those are like definitely my go-to favorite um, Reebok running shoe. And I feel like I do a lot of my miles in my, in my float rides. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Last time we talked, you pro pro proclaimed your love for Halsey. You remember that? <laughs> yes. Are we, are we still big on Halsey? I am. I am still big on Halsey. She she had a baby, so she's been a little MIA for a little bit, and uh, I'm just stalking her life on Instagram these days. But um, I did actually, she did release um, when she's going to be on tour. I was, like, trying to figure out if I could figure it out by any means of how to get to a concert, but there wasn't, like, anyone nearby. So um, I'm a little upset that I don't know if I'm going to be able to see her live this year. Um, but I've been, uh, yeah, I'm still a fan. I still listen to her all the time and I'm hoping I get to see her in concert soon. Cause honestly, like the one, the one time me and my teammate Madeline, um, went to Atlantic city and like watched Halsey and like went to the after party where she then did another performance, like one of the best days ever, <laughs> like one of the best nights ever. That's so um, Yeah. Good. We need to relive. Yeah. yeah. That was crazy. We actually like, we went to her concert and then. It was in Atlantic City, and then she was going to do an after party, like, in a club. So we bought tickets to the club, and then we got, like, so much closer to her. Like, we were just – we were so close. And then we stayed in the – like, 4 a.m., because I was convinced that she was going to – she was there. She was still in, like, a room. <laughs> and we waited and waited and waited. And, um, and then I asked for – she walks right by us, and the security guard pretty much, like, completely – blocks me out of the way and I don't get to take a selfie and I just cried the whole car ride home. <laughs> but it was, yeah, still one, of, still one of the best nights. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Do you have any new new music you're into? Is there anybody else you're jamming out to when you're trying to get amped up? Um, No one... No one too new. I'm, like, obsessed with, like, I'll just listen to Spotify before a race and, like, listen to, like, pop rising or like new hits on Spotify. Um, I used to like, this is interesting. I used to, even in like high school, listen to like more like calming music before racing. Mm. Because, like my heart rate would be so high that I wouldn't like get myself so amped up. Like I would just listen to like more just like relaxing music. Um, and I still feel like I don't like try to like get this like intense, like high before a race. I'm pretty, I'm pretty calm. And it's just like a matter of like, day to day like oh am I, am I in a mood for like today's top hits or like pop rising or some Halsey or like who am I feeling like in the moment but um yeah nothing nothing too new here <laughs> okay last thing 
Who's the YouTube channel that you watch? Robbie told me you're really oh. into some YouTube channel. We're embarrassing you now. <laughs> Robbie, made, Robbie made fun of me that I watch this couple on YouTube who does pranks on each other called JD Vlogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I, um, I love YouTube. Like I love watching things on YouTube and I subscribe to a lot of channels and you don't like it's it's amazing what you end up on though when you're on YouTube where you find and like I found this one couple who plays pranks on each other that live they live in Phoenix Arizona and um, I watch them all the time um, and now it's just more like oh now I just have to watch it to just like keep up with their life and their yeah. story but like not even like if I'm into it anymore like I just need to know like what they're doing in their life right now but um, yeah it was pretty funny because um. They were actually were in Flagstaff when we were in Flagstaff, like snowboarding. And then I like noticed it on Instagram. I'm like, wait, the couple that I watch on YouTube's in Flag right now, Robbie. And like he was trying to like DM them to come meet up. <laughs> no luck, but maybe one day I'll meet them. <laughs> hey, now that you're gonna be competing on a world championship team, they might be like, this yeah, woman is a running celebrity. We need to meet her. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to go back to flag and we'll have to do a training day in Phoenix and just uh stumble upon them maybe. Yes. <laughs> oh, so good. Josette, I'm so happy for you, truly. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it and I appreciate all the support um you've shown me just like in this build up. Like I it really means the world. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming on, and um, we, everybody listening, I'm going to put this on the podcast feed, too. I think that's silly not to, right? That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put this audio on the podcast feed, everybody, if you, if you missed the whole interview. Um, but we're all cheering for you at, at World Championships, so good luck. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Hey friends, thanks for being here today. Thanks Josette for sharing your time with us and coming on the podcast. Just really appreciate that. You all can find Josette. Go follow her on Instagram, Josette Norris over there. You can find me personally and catch these Instagram lives I've been doing at lindsayhine626. I'm also on Twitter at lindsayhine. And you can find us on Facebook, All Have Another Podcast, as well as our group. Join our Facebook group. It's called All Have Another Podcast. I hope you're having a great week and we will see you this Friday with an episode with Parker Stenson.